I think even talking about free willy, um, other than the fact that killer whales are not friendly. Um, it's a lie. <laughs> Don't believe Disney. Where should we start? We I will say, okay. The the Michael Jackson song, um, Will You Be There for Free Willy, incredible song. Incredible. Yeah, I don't know if I know that. Okay. Okay. I've never heard this. Slept on Michael Jackson song. Okay. Slept on Michael Jackson song. I was just ignorant. I just feel like a lot of movies and a lot of media, I think like even in the world, if you like really watch and pay attention, it's like, oh, there are themes here that I think everyone loves and picks up on. I was talking with friends the other day of like, anything that has a redemptive narrative people love. Correct, correct. And it's like, oh, I feel like this is like points to like gospel implications that the Lord has already like wired us for and has like put on our hearts. Like you think of two things of, I think of in movies that like make a difference are like redemptive narratives of like you see the hero that struggles comes back and then the idea of like parenting, like you see all these heroes with orphan or like that are orphans, yeah, like don't yeah, have their parents yeah, and things yeah. like that. Like we long for like real parents. Um, and I think like that's not a coincidence. Like I think there's like spiritual implications there. Like what we're ingrained to desire and made to want and long for. Totally, yeah. I mean, I think there's something to the human experience. I mean, everybody's made in the image of God, and so certainly, I mean, that's the universal truth we we enjoy and would agree upon. <clears throat> but I think within that, like, yeah, I think you're right. It's like there's some innate understanding of like, this is how the world ought to be, and this mm -hmm. isn't a part of my experience, and so if I can draw on a movie or yeah. a short or something that helps speak to an experience that I long for, or that I enjoy, or that we collectively like yeah. want to celebrate as humans, um, that that's something we enjoy. Like, yeah, yeah I think about like um, this is not a this is not a Disney movie. We don't have um, to talk Disney, I don't know. but there was. Did you ever see the movie Instant Family? Uh -uh. With Mark Wahlberg. Uh -uh. It's about um, like children in the foster care system, and they're like uh -huh. uh, they're like working through. So they inherit these three children and they've been through the foster system and had like... This sounds like, like Mike. Yeah, it's kind of like, like Mike. Okay. Yeah, like Mike. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was just like just a bad experiences and then it's this family like... So there's a bunch of families that are working through the foster care system and they're just trying to figure out like, okay, why are we doing this? Everybody's struggling with this. And then at the end, it kind of comes to this mm -hmm. conclusion where they're like, they, it comes to a point of adoption. I kind of blew the movie for you, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was just, it's, I think it's worth your watch, it's a worthwhile watch. But I think it was interesting just watching, like working through the narratives of why various people were adopting. Like there was a same-sex couple in there, hmm. there was a Christian couple, of course they're going to make fun of them, like we do this because we want to feel good about ourselves, yeah. And then there was like Mark Wahlberg and his wife and um, yeah, it was cool just to see like these kids learn hmm. to trust and this these parents who had yeah. infertility learning to like discipline their kids hmm. and um yeah i just i found myself at the end of it i was like dang i think this was a really unique way to move um to move families to think about yeah. uh, how good adoption is yeah. um and why it's a necessity mm. and a benefit to our world right and so i think there's some i don't think there was christians necessarily wrote that they probably wouldn't have made fun of christian mm -hmm. people but um, yeah, I think you're right, right? There's yeah. people are obviously they're telling the story, but 
Uh, there's something about family that people love. I, I haven't met anybody that didn't like that movie and probably didn't cry at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> even like, I told you like a year ago, I watched like Mike again for the first time in a while. And I was like, all right, I forgot how janky yeah, this movie yeah, yeah. is. <laughs> We're like <laughs> so dunking. It's like zoomed out. It's like, it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's so bad. It's worse than like Michael Jordan's like arm in Space Jam. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, not that great of a movie. But then you get to the end and I don't know anyone that doesn't cry when, what's his name? Uh, uh, it's not Max. Whatever. The Ke Kevin? No, I'm talking about the, no, the, the, what's the NBA player's name? I just think Morris Chestnut. What's his name? So you have Calvin Chambers. Yes. Bow Wow. Yeah. Shots out. Never mind. Hey, shots out, <laughs> <laughs> shots out to Bow Wow. He made the last Soldier Boy album. You hey. can that part. Um, it was the one good bar on the Soldier Boy album. It was, correct. Hey, Bow Wow can still spit. I know. I can't think of his name. Anyways, Morris That's Chestnut's fine. character. That's fine. But like when he adopts these kids, yeah. like everybody cries. I know. And they get the like little music in the background. You're like, all right, you're already getting it. They're playing in the bedroom, like with their like basketball beds. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's great. But it's like the one the scene that always gets me in Finding Nemo I was watching a couple weeks ago. And this whole movie is like is more on like the dad being like not a great dad because he's like very emotionally not, you know relevant or present or like doesn't understand his own emotions all of that blah 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 um sends his son off to the deep end but then this beautiful moment when nemo is in the dentist's office and the pelican comes up and he's like hey your dad is looking for you and nemo's like nah not my dad like he wouldn't ever come out to the ocean to come get me like doesn't like it. like he wouldn't do that for me um, and then the pelican starts telling him, like, no, your dad swam across the ocean, fought three sharks, uh, went against some jellyfish, like, did all of this yeah. stuff. And, like, you just see Nemo's face lighting up, like, my dad would go through all of this to get me. Yeah. Um, when, like, whether in this case it was more of, like, his view of his dad, but I think even, like, for us, like, man, no one would do that for me, right. you know, and especially like God, like God's got bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. Um, yeah, like why would he do that for me? You know, like God would fight sharks, God would do that, like God would take on death for me. Yeah. Right? Like we talk about all the time with like Muslims, they think they honor Jesus more than we do because they're like, oh, the Bible says Jesus dies. We don't think Jesus died. The Quran doesn't say Jesus died. So it's like, you guys have a lower view of Jesus. We're the ones that actually like, give him honor because God would never let someone like Jesus die. Um, and it's like, okay, but would, like, the question I always ask is like, could he? Mm -hmm. And if so, like, maybe he would. Like, why would he do that? Yeah. And then getting to the point of like, no, like, God would take this on and this is the reason why. And it's because like, he does desire his people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting too in the biblical narrative, like, as wild as this is to think about, it's like the death of Jesus is actually the, like, that's what leads to his honor. It's like mm -hmm. his shaming is the thing that leads to his honor. Like, that's the narrative of Philippians 2. It's like, man, you, you leave the glories of heaven, you become a man, like, you become a servant, and you serve to the point of death, like, even death on a cross. And because of that, you have been highly exalted. It's like, no, that's what makes Jesus glorious. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's like that's it's totally opposite of what we would think, you know, just from a human perspective, obviously from an Islamic perspective, but it's like mm. that's the beauty of the um, of the Christian faith and of Jesus. It's like mm -hmm. humility leads to honor. I mean, and that's a narrative from the beginning uh, mm. of the scriptures, but 
I think, finds its climax in the person of Jesus. And there's a really beautiful theme of redemption there mm -hmm. um, that we get to partake in as he has shed his blood for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Um, what are some other movies that come to mind for you when you think mm -hmm. about movies. awesome redemptive narratives? So I think the two that when I talk <coughs> about like biblical themes, maybe not even redemptive, but just biblical themes in film, uh, the two that I always go to are Lion King and then outside of Finding Nemo. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars, actually. My, my roommate jokes around a lot. He's like, oh, we're, like anytime it like starts coming up, he's like, oh, this is the Bible according to Star Wars. Okay. Um, of just this idea of the whole issue with Anakin is he thinks and he like desires to have power to like fix everything. And he's like, his whole life he's been told like, oh, you're the one that's gonna fix things. You're gonna make things right. You're the one that like we put all of our hope and trust into. Um, and then like that starts to like get to him. And then you get to episode two and you get this idea of like his mom dies and he's like, the, the words he says are like, I wasn't strong enough to save you. I promise I'll never let this happen again. I'm gonna become strong enough to fight death. Um, and then you get to episode three and like, oh, now his wife is going through the yeah, same thing. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I promised I would never let this happen again. I'm going to, like, I have the power to do this. I'm going to find the power to do this. But he's like looking for it himself. It doesn't work. Then he goes to like dark forces to try to make that work. Yeah. That doesn't work. So like, he can't find the own strength on his own to make it work. Um, the Jedi Council isn't helpful at all because yeah. he's got all these emotions correct. and they're just like, stuff your emotions, yes. don't be attached. That's correct. So that's not helpful. So the answer isn't like not being attached. The answer is not in you have the power to do this in your own. The answer doesn't end up being in like, hey, go to the dark side because then that like crumbles everything. Yeah. Ultimately what happens, and this is the beautiful part of like Star Wars that if you don't pay attention, you might miss it, is like the whole narrative at the beginning is like Anakin's supposed to be this chosen one. Right. And he's trying to figure out how to become the chosen one, how to do this. And nothing works. His own strength doesn't work. The Jedi Council doesn't work. The dark side doesn't work. Ultimately, you get to episode six and Luke, his son, ends up redeeming him. Mm. But what's cool is like, I think people might miss this of like, oh, maybe Luke was the chosen one. Like Luke's the one who was like the ultimate good guy. He finally made things right. It's like, no, Anakin was still the one to like kill the Emperor. Anakin's still the one that brought balance. Yeah. But he was able to do it because he couldn't do it on his own and he needed someone else to help him. Yeah. And like he needed, oh, I can't do this. I'm weak. I'm broken. Luke has to step up and be his hero. It's like, hey, Anakin, you can't be this hero on your own. You need a hero ultimately for you to be like who God has made you to be. Yeah. Um, not th or the force has made you to be. <laughs> but the Medichlorians, Correct. whatever. Yeah. So that's one. And then Lion King, I think there's a bunch of like cool things in Lion King of, I mean, the king is gone and the land is like desolate and dying. Simba comes back. The land is great at the end. Yeah. Um, the redemptive narrative of like Simba and oh like I, I could never forget you dad mm -hmm. and Mufasa's like no you've forgotten who you are so thus you've forgotten me like yeah. you don't realize who I've made you to be and what I've given you the strength to yeah. do you don't believe that so you don't believe in me anymore you're not like understanding who I am for yeah. you um, I feel like there's probably other things in there that I've pointed out before to you as well but yeah I think those were the big two, I think, looking at the, the parallels between <clears throat> the reign of Scar versus the mm. reign of Mufasa, which then gets restored through Simba. That's good. Um, 
Yeah, it's like, and when Scar, and it's like, it's the, you know, it's the deception of power and of evil. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mufasa understands that like, you know, they talk about it, balance in the circle of life. Like, hey, mm -hmm. there, there has to be some generosity. There has to be some boundary in order for things to flourish. Like, yes, we still kill and eat, but like, mm -hmm. if we just destroy everything and we, you know, totally, you know, assert right. our power on everyone, It'll look exactly like it was with Scar, and that's that's what happened, right? It's like I'm about to bring the you know the Goonies in here with the hyenas. <laughs> oh, well, Whoopi gonna, Goldberg! We're gonna eat everything, mm -hmm. um, right? And it totally ruined the land because they disrupted you know the balance of the world and the circle of life and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I think it was it's interesting looking at those two things, and then even just the deception, right? You see it all the way at the end. He's like, no, like I'll, I'll I'll bow to you, and then he just like comes out of nowhere and they go into this yeah. epic battle. It's yeah. like. Um, yeah, that battle is nice. Yeah, I think it's a, a really sweet mm -hmm. uh, depiction of, um, at least from our worldview, like, you know, the, the reign of God versus the reign of Satan and mm. um, good and evil, these kinds of things. Um, and they really hit at some of those, uh, those key things that the scriptures would point out that we see, um, you know, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of, of Satan. So I think it's cool to, mm -hmm. to look through those things and see and talk with people about those yeah. redemptive narratives. It's really sweet. Um, Which even points to like, our need for a deeper understanding of the gospel. Like, it's not just like, I've sinned, I need forgiveness, Jesus pays my punishment. Yeah. But it's like, there is a kingdom issue Amen. where God is king and we have tried to create our own correct, kingdoms, correct, correct. right? And it's like, this is what happens when we selfishly seek our own kingdom. Yeah. Look at Scar, right? Um, and everyone else involved. Um, and we're waiting for this king to come out. And like, even and nowadays, it's like, oh, Governments aren't going to do it. No, like nothing is going to be our king. Nothing's going to fix us. The same thing with Anakin. Of like he looks to all these things. It's like, no, Jesus has to be the king, right? And that's that's the Old Testament. Correct. It's like, oh, who who's going to be David's son? Who's yeah. going to be the one? Oh, Solomon. Nope, it ain't Solomon. <laughs> it ain't Jehoshaphat. It ain't you know. It's none of these dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and ultimately, like, oh, it's Jesus. Correct. And like Jesus is the restorative king that like we're waiting for and that we're looking for whether we realize it or not, the religious and the non-religious. Correct, correct, correct. But yep, yep. And so when Jesus comes onto the scene, the announcement is, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. That's good. The king who is bringing this kingdom, which will lead to flourishing um, of all people everywhere throughout the world. Yeah, that's, that's spot on.